Our next guest story is unbelievable. He was adopted as a baby into a loving family, but curiosity of his biological parents would start a journey that would uncover a shocking truth. His parents were not just an ordinary couple, they were a Catholic priest and a nun. He has shared the story, this heart-wrenching story, in a new book called Tell No One, and he joins us now, Brendan Watkins. Hi. Brendan. Hi, how are you? So let's start at the beginning. What did you, you knew you were adopted, but what did you know of your biological parents? Well, in the in the olden days, so I was born in uh, Feb 61, you, you had no access to birth information. The laws were changed around the country at different stages, but in 1984, adoptees in Victoria were given access to their original birth certificates. So, um, you know, it was the era of closed and forced adoptions. And in, uh, well, the 80s, so when I was in my 20s, I was uh, legally given access to my birth information. And um, it's important to note that, you know, most adoptees, particularly Catholic, uh, you, you're sort of given this notion of uh, gratitude. You need to be you need to show gratitude to your adoptive parents in not asking too many questions and, you know, sometimes, particularly through the church, not trying to find your birth parents because it's 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 a sign of disrespect. And so I put it off and put it off. Eventually, my partner and myself were at the stage of thinking of having kids, uh, a family, uh, and... She found out she had this sort of birth issue that, uh, or genetic issue that um, was making her, or would make her, and potentially our children, allergic to anaesthetics, and um, that sort of got me over mm-hmm. the line. So I applied for my birth certificate, and I found out my mother's name. When your father wasn't mentioned on the birth certificate. No, and very, very often not. The father's not there; it's just the mother. Um, so my uh, scenario was. Not unusual, but what was unusual about my original birth certificate was that um, my mother's name wasn't the Anglo name I was anticipating, and it had her age, and she was 27 when she um, surrendered me, which is um, a lot older than, you know, the stereotypical. Mm. Normally, it's uh, uh, teenagers, uh, you know, late teenage years, passion gets the better of them, a child emerges, and they surrender the child. But it's so my, my birth certificate just sort of posed a whole lot of additional questions. It didn't really answer anything. Yeah, and particularly when you found out that your mother knew of your whereabouts, was happy to hear about you and that she loved you, but did not want, under any circumstances, any contact. Yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, the Catholic Family Welfare Bureau that managed my adoption um, contacted her on my behalf and they got back to me and sat me down and and said, we've spoken to your mother, she's alive, which was, you know, good news. Um, but you'll never see her, you'll never talk to her. Go home and forget about Maggie forever. I found it very hard to accept that. But with uh, the news that I had, um, I had her name and I knew where she was born. And given this this health issue that my partner mm. had, um, so uh, my partner Kate contacted uh, a, a distant family member of hers, which, you know, suddenly became my distant family member. And it's a long story, but the short version was the family member, her sister-in-law said, oh, you mean Maggie the nun? Yeah. 
and that and that was it. And you went, whoa. And then that was the shock. And then you found out that your your dad was a priest. Yeah. Well, look, that took essentially thirty years. Did you feel um, you'd been ripped off? That your actual birth parents lived together and had a relationship, and you weren't part of that? Yeah. Look, I found out uh, in amongst my research that I found out that my parents were living together. <sighs> so both of them rejected me. Both of them rejected their grandkids. You know, I didn't care that my parents were a nun and a priest. You know, every child of a priest thinks they're the only one. Hmm. Google child of a priest, when I first did it, there were 68 million hits of people wow. talking about this. This is a big thing, and the church has silenced it. The, the church has managed, you know, with contractual NDAs or confidentiality agreements, or at least implied. So, you know, the stereotypical is like my mother. She's younger, much younger. She's vulnerable. She doesn't have money. She doesn't have family to fall back on. She's vulnerable. And the priest, the priest is the, the hands and feet of God. You know, you, you don't say no to that. Yeah. Well, there we are. That's where we're at. I've got to say, though, being the child of a, a priest, a, a priest and a nun, there would have been a lot of rules in that house, you know, if you were, if you were growing Absolutely. up with it. And, <laughs> and a lot of secrecy and yeah, enormous amount so. of lies. Brendan, thank you for joining us. The book, you can uh, buy it right now. Tell no one. We're telling everyone it's from all good bookstores. <laughs> Brendan Watson, thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much.